0: welcome back to the super flexible podcast it has been too long again i hope we don't have to open every show with that but i'm gonna say it one more time because it's been too damn long since i got on the mic with my good friend madman the dynasty madman himself from dynasty trades hq writing for fantasy pros these
1: days how the hells are you well i'm not doing a lot of writing anymore man but i am hanging in there um playing the daddy and teacher role at home and my kids are trying to start like a youtube channel and, and start streaming I, f- I refuse to let them stream because i'm afraid that you know they're going to stream something they shouldn't <laughs> they're not yeah. supposed to and
0: then you might I really then you'll be passing out detentions
1: yeah exactly the stay after school um stuff but so i've prevented the the streaming i don't want you know i'm familiar with editing podcasts and i feel the same way about what they're doing but i listen to them and they're they're they just crack me up you know they're like hey hey what's up everybody it's your boy red viper and i'm like what the <laughs> it's your boy red viper "They're 11 and 8 oh man i love it up, i would love it's, to like, get my kid like comfortable enough there.
0: to do like a podcast or something
1: Man, they, they would be. They both talk, you know. They're like the suburban rapper, white rappers or something. I'm like, what do you? It's your boy Red Viper. Like, oh,
0: my God. oh well, my son is uh, either Cool Cat 2001 on PlayStation, or um, you might find him around as K Dog.
1: Oh my God, K Dog. That's uh, that's a good one.
0: Yep, his name is Callen. So K Dog came like easy it. to him, I guess. But he's pretty fly.
1: Yeah, these kids are fly, man. They have way more <laughs> game than I ever had. I think I was like uh, my senior year of college before I had as much game as my kids already do.
0: So when we were talking before we went on the show, you mentioned you want to make sure we talk about some happy stuff to get our minds out of some of this. And I yeah. mentioned I wanted to touch really quick on a topic, and I didn't quite get a feel for how you feel about this, but do you think we will have a 2021 or a 2020 season, pardon me?
1: Um, You know, I think it's... Bound to be affected, Uh, you know, delayed offset. There's so much money, though, to be lost that I think they'd have to do something like uh, reevaluate, reassess, come up with a new schedule and do like a half season or something. But, you know, if it gets too far along and they're not able to do all the things they do, OTAs and the camps and all the workouts and the different things, if they're unable to do that, it might be a wash. It's so much money. But the thing is, you know, I, I fully expect this you know, this virus we're all worried about to run through, you know, summer, my kids are probably going to be out of school. We haven't found out yet, but all through, you know, this year. And I, you know, this based on the exponential growth, it looks like July or August before 75% of us have this. I, you know, I, if it, if I just don't know, you know, Shane, I I think that it's really possible we lose the season if they can't do the things that they're used to doing in the summertime to get ready for it. Yeah.
0: or, Or a big part
1: of it. Exactly.
0: So I want to go into this show a little bit like we're going to lose the season, but um, for the listeners, this is um, purely just like skeptical and maybe trying to get a little ahead of the curve. Um, This curve may not happen. We are well aware of that, but I've been starting to look at my dynasty teams a little bit differently. Um, I'm kind of a believer that we may not have the season. It's made me reconsider who I buy and who I sell um yeah it, like okay one for example like that I I'd like to try to buy a little bit more and I know that um I think you're a buyer of this player but that's Kareem Hunt and even Nick yep. Chubb I know Nick Chubb's a little bit of a a more pricier asset to acquire but if we miss this season I don't think it man I don't even know what happens with the 2020 contracts if they push over to 2021 I don't know but if we miss this season I don't know if I imagine Hunt and and uh, Chubb playing together in 2021.
1: You know, you have, to, you have to wonder how the NFL would handle it if the whole season was a wash. That's a right. ton of money, earnings that the owners are losing, the whole league. I mean, it's, you know, billions, right? It, it has to be um, handled some way. Now, these players, they're going to get paid, I, I assume, if they're not playing. They're under contract. So what does that mean for a guy like Chubb, you know, maybe two years left on his contract? Browns are a team that probably are not going to re-sign players at the end right. of their for big money. It doesn't seem to be in the mix oh, for that. yeah, that,
0: that is you a know, good point as well.
1: And their whole moneyball philosophy, they they're unlikely to unless it's a team favorable deal and why would Chubb do that? Well, these guys know their careers hmm. are short. So are you They'll saying Chubb's on the
0: way out and they're keeping I, Hunt?
1: Well, no, I don't think that now, but if this I think they're both on the team and they're both valuable and I I am after both of them. I think they're, mm-hmm. you know, Hunt in the passing game, Chubb in the running game. We saw it work pretty well in Minnesota. You know, beyond Dalvin Cook, it's they have the talent that they want to keep on the field. Get those the sort of single coverage with all those guys that they currently have. It could be amazing. My thing is, if they if the season's a wash and they honor contracts, even though players aren't playing, then Chubb would have in effect one year left on one year left on his contract next year, and he'd be like in his last year of his deal, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, what do they do then? And then, of course, you know. Hunt's not a short-term thing anyway. The entire makeup in the backfield could be a different prognosis because, hey, it's Chubbs last year. Did we get somebody in, uh, you know, draft a rookie now? I just – I feel like they have to pay these players. It's not their fault they can't play. How how does the NFL handle – paying these guys I haven't heard anyone talk about it there's got to be someone who knows All right, I
0: well no- I'm sure that something as huge as what's going on in our country right now was not written into the contract right i mean right. No. Uh, for for many good reasons i'm not saying it should have been so i'm guessing yeah they probably get paid and then if hunts contract is expired at the end of this and 2021 season comes around like Maybe they run Hunt into the ground, or Chubb into the ground, sorry, and Hunt was the expired contract, and they run Chubb into the ground. Hunt could be starting on another team. I mean, then you also have to look at the possibility of having this 2020 draft get drafted on time like it's supposed to be, never playing, and then we have a 2021 draft, and we add those players into the NFL as well.
1: Yep, we you have don't two that. sets
0: of rookies coming in that have never played on our dynasty teams before in the right. NFL, for that matter, taking spots Saturate of guys the market, you're buying now.
1: Saturate the market crazily. Joe Burrow and Tua, just for those who, you know, Herbert Wright, coming in now next year, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, who I think is better by the way. No, but um, you know, all five of those guys plus the, you know, two classes of players because you're right. The 2020 rookies will in effect not have played a down in the NFL and they're technically going to still be rookies they've just practiced and you know worked out for a year they haven't played in the nfl because they haven't held games so you know that's worst case they cancel the whole season right and
0: and that that is what we're talking worst case
1: yeah hopefully they play like an abbreviated season or something and um you know we get to see football i can't imagine once they get the green light that they would just not you know not play football and try to make as much money as possible Mm -hmm. for the rest of the season doesn't make any sense in that market for them to do that
0: I'm with you. It it makes players like um somebody I've been going out and trying to buy, and and I think you can do this even if we play this year. But the, and I don't know what you'll think about this, but somebody I've been going out to try and buy is Damian Harris, and that's because I don't see a world where Rex Burkhead and James White are with the Patriots in 2021. Yeah, no, maybe I, not I, 2020. I,
1: I, uh, if you like Damian Harris as a running back, regardless of what you think of New England's backfield, because as we know, it's been really difficult to um, draft players in that backfield unless they were the primary pass catching back a la James White. But right, James White might not be there. I mean, anytime soon he could leave. And so if you just take him out of the equation, you know, Rex Burkhead's a nice to have guy. If you're the Patriots, nothing you really care to own uh, more than a flex really at all in in fantasy, that's been the case. Damian Harris, if you believe in him as a running back and you think the Patriots like him, well, you know, he could be the next man up. Certainly can catch the football and run between the tackles. And he's cheap. Like, he, from what I've seen, he's not an expensive player to acquire. So, why the right. heck not? The guy's going after David Njoku, the uh, unicorn himself, the, you know, Nessie, the big foot oh, out man. there. Oh, like,
0: man. I was going uh, all Njoku. over the place trying to get Njoku before they signed Hooper. And I managed to get a couple shares and I didn't pay a lot to be fair, but I don't think I would have went out of my way to get as many shares if I knew they were going to sign Austin Hooper. So that hurt a little.
1: Yeah, no, Hooper's definitely the guy to to own just based on what they're paying him. The expectation is going to be that he continues that productivity from in, in Atlanta. He got better every year. As a football player, his stats showed that he was, you know, getting it and doing it on the field as a pass catcher, in addition to not being a liability on the field. Um, you know, they paid him for a reason. He's going to be the primary tight end. What that means for David Njoku, I, I talked recently with Scott Connor and Christopher Bean about that because it came up in regards to Eric Ebron, because Njoku four years in between the six of Ebron, the second through fifth years, he had a really good career and basically what pans out is like um, his average pans him out to be like a tight end one, just barely on the fringe of, you know, 12th overall guy um, over, over that span. That's nice. Uh, it makes him that, you know, consistently. Um, I, I could see Najoku doing that too. You know, he's, it's, he's had it rough. He got injured last year. We've seen glimpses of his talent.
0: He's only 23,
1: right. right? He's super young. So he's a guy. Yeah. You should get while he's cheap. I made the joke that I'm going to wait until his price rises a little bit before I bother like I want to see how things I don't mind paying a little bit more, maybe a, a slight premium. I'm not going to pay top market value for the guy, but I have no problem people getting him now because it's possible the synergy exists where Hooper benefits Najoku and these two you know the Browns Minnesota and Philadelphia used two tight end sets the most last season. Um, and I think Pittsburgh used them the, the least, so hopefully Ebron is just used as a wide receiver because if they bring him in as a tight end, it's a scary proposition for the Steelers. Uh, for Ebron and us in fantasy to hope that he's going to be more than you know, I mean he, he should still be a tight end fifteen. But Najoku, we know, has the talent and the profile to be a tight end one, maybe like a top five guy. He has it all except the production. He hasn't done it. He hasn't delivered it. He I could don't be traded. Bad buy. Yeah i i don't I don't doubt that he would be moved because of how expensive he is, and they're going to lose him after another year anyway. Yeah. So why not trade him now? Uh, and and the other thing is why invest in him if you know you know, he's on his last legs as a Brown. Why, yeah. why even invest in that? Do something different. Like I thought they might bring back Ricky seals Jones and have him cheaply on the other side of Hooper. So I don't know. There's a lot of questions, but as a talent and, and his age profile going to another team, the is a really nice value for people to buy. I'm just not a big believer anymore. So I'm um, not, I'm not going after him too hard.
0: Yeah. And speaking of Hooper, I mean, he, him himself, he's only 25 and proven not on that team, but so as a Cleveland fan, how did you feel about them bringing Hooper in for your team? And how do you feel, do you feel like that's going to help hurt Hooper or a little regression?
1: I'm thinking that there, there's likely to be some regression. I I think based on what he did in Atlanta, coming to the Browns, if, if nothing else, at least for the first half of this year, maybe the first year, but as aggressively as this offense is going to play the tight end position, um, you know, assuming Odell Beckham Jr. on one side, Jarvis Landry, you know, uh, on the other, having um, Najoku or whoever on the other side of Hooper, Hunt and Chubb maybe, you know, at the same time, but both of those guys, is, it stands to reason that somebody on every down is bound to be in single coverage. Mm-hmm. So that in itself could benefit a guy who's great at working in the seams like Hooper, could benefit Hunt, it might benefit the guys on the outside. It's probably going to you know, kind of go around, right, depending on the, the defenses that they're playing. But on paper, this is a team that can strike from those, you know, Stefanski sets those wide zone or whatever he does to keep, keep um, the same set for the whole series. Nobody knows whether they're going to pass or run or whatever. I, I see that, you know, the outlet could help Hooper become you know, stay as this top tier pass catcher. I don't think that it's necessarily in the cards. He's going to decline because of all the weapons. Um, those things might be nice distractions for him to be even, um, you know, more open than he was in Atlanta.
0: Right. He was already the third option. Right. In yeah, Atlanta
1: he, Cause Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, him. So I don't, Think that it's in the cards for people that say that he's going to reg- he's definitely going to regress. Maybe he doesn't have as many touchdowns. I don't know, but he could actually be more of a feature in this offense than he was before. It's possible. So I'm not. There's no darkness there. I I still think that the murkiness exists around David Njoku. Everybody else is going to get love. They're going to run the hell out of the ball. Um, I, I like the fantasy. I can't be down in fantasy for anyone yet, except for the uncertainty of Njoku. But I man, I love Austin Hooper. I like him coming out of college. I wanted. You know, I'm happy that the Browns brought in players like Jarvis Landry, who's one of my favorite players, Hooper, one of my favorite tight ends. I mean, I'm getting lucky here. I, you know, I wasn't a big Baker Mayfield fan, but that's, that might work out. You know, he wasn't – I wanted Sam Darnold, I'm not going to lie. Uh, but so far it seems to be, you know, working out okay having Mayfield instead of Darnold.
0: Yeah, I, I think Baker. I think Baker's value will get back up there this year. I think he'll have a better season.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't see – he's definitely – I mean, last year coincided with his sophomore year, right? Sophomore slump, that terrible season. So in one fell swoop, he had a bad year, coincided with his sophomore slump, looks back to his rookie year, anticipating how this – off this offense should cater, like everyone said, cater to Baker Mayfield's strengths, so and that's not lost on Stefanski or anyone else in the front mm-hmm. office. The, the, what they're trying to build is going to help him get rid of the ball, different outlets – uh, varying depths of field, so he's not having to you know run out of the pocket, get hammered because the left tackle is garbage, rather deal in marijuana than uh play football, it seems. <laughs> he's trying to throw the ball a country mile off you know his back foot, just silliness. like they didn't they never put him in a position last year to really succeed. Um, whereas this year they're gonna cater to his strengths and really let you know let that evolve. and I you know, I think he's no doubt gonna have a bounce back year. That guy should be every year should be. I think a top 10 quarterback, but there's no way he should be outside the top half of the, of the quarterbacks in this league. Yeah, Even I
0: agree with you
1: and in the ball off in fantasy. He should be a top. He should be a quarterback one without a doubt. Um, no doubt.
0: So I want to come to the Detroit lions. Then we'll come to my team super quick. And I want to talk about somebody like Stafford and I want to stay with this implication really quick that we have no 2020 season, If that's true, and if the Lions start feeling that way, it makes all that much more sense to try to draft a quarterback this year. Mm -hmm. So somebody like Stafford, who I think will still play, you could almost imagine on another team with a quarterback coming into the Lions, the quarterback of the future. And, And that's not the only team, just like my team that I'm talking about, but it makes me wonder all that much more if moves like that start to happen where maybe the Patriots trade their 26th pick for Stafford at some point, And we do draft a quarterback with our third pick. Um,
1: sure. I mean, I, I think it would change the complexity of the league and, and teams that have players they were counting on for a year. I mean, even Tampa Bay with Tom Brady, do we realize yeah, yeah. that Tom Brady is going to play at, at a top level for a new team for two more years? Um, I'm not in that camp. Can he? And will he be fine? I think so. But, you know, losing one year, then he's got another year to try to catch up the Drew Brees and keep ahead of Drew Brees and all the record books. Uh, I don't don't know. You know, and it it does change things for Stafford, a team that already knows they need to replace him at some point. You know, Rivers up and they were going to draft a quarterback anyway. Yeah. Indianapolis. Um, You know, I would love to see a team that throws the football like Detroit, um, San Diego. I'd like to see one of these teams get justin herbert i I really think that he's the unsung hero in this class people point to that oregon offense and what he did badly but i don't think people pay enough attention to what he can do like what he's good at doing and that dude's like what six five six six he's huge and he runs like the freaking wind he's super quick and fast as a runner on top of the fact that he's you know tall and rangy throws a good football um, I think in the right kind of offense, he's uh, definitely an NFL starter, but nobody talks about him. It's Burrow and Tua and Tua and Burrow. i got to think there are teams out there that can't wait for Herbert to just fall in their laps in that first round at some point. Yep. Uh, maybe even a team like Carolina, I don't know what they're thinking, but that would be awesome. But I think he's that guy that nobody's talking about enough. And they skip over him, and they start talking about Jacob Eason and Fromm and all these yeah. other and um you know uh what's his name jordan love
0: you hear almost more jordan love talk than herbert i'm sorry
1: yeah i do not think in a million years jordan love will be better than justin herbert i know he throws the ball a million miles an hour and down the field herbert can do that too and he's a little bit more controlled i think he's just i think he's a better a superior quarterback but you know and they're also talking about the um the former uh alabama quarterback that was displaced by tua Um, Jalen Hurts you know they're talking about him too but then after you talk about the top two guys and then the remainder people actually skip over talking about Herbert and I actually noticed this with a guy I think a ton of in Mark Schofield on our show he you know we touched on rookies and he talked about the two top two guys he talked about the guys he liked in the maybe what I'd call the third or fourth tiers down the line but we really didn't say anything about Herbert, and I thought that was kind of telling he I don't know that he thinks much of Herbert either. Um, you know, I asked him about a couple of trades I'd made with Justin Herbert, and I don't think he was that impressed that I acquired Herbert. You know, he's, huh. you know he thought the other side was better, so Mark, who I respect greatly and I think everybody does that knows who he is right yeah. uh, doesn't seem to It was implied that he's really not that high on Herbert. You know the thing with Herbert, you know you, you know what you're getting, um, not to the not to the level of Trubisky. He didn't like, you know, dis Herbert. He just didn't really have a lot of uh, positive things to say. And so that made me wonder about him more. And I w- went and watched some more tape and was reading about it and doing some comparisons. And I'll tell you, I think I might be one of the few guys out there that has a high confidence rating in Justin Herbert. And if he went to replace Stafford, I think that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. You um, as a fan,
0: especially with a little bit of time to grow, like air Corps. An extra like, year, Yeah. And, <laughs> right. and so then like you mentioned rivers, Brady and Breeze and and more about Brady and Breeze. Cause I think you can sell them for a little bit more. I know they're a hard sell right, right. now because of Aegis. Um, but then you, you talk about somebody like Bray's Brady and Rivers and you think like, what does a year off do to these guys? Um, right. Not only their bodies, but their minds. Like, do they get so far into life that they're like, Oh, I don't know if I want to do that anymore because it is a grind sure. in the NFL for them. Like, do they get out of shape Um, Maybe they get a little healthier. You never know. Like, so there's that there too. But do they want to come back after a year gone? Like maybe they Andrew Luckett and they're just like, no, it's actually not too bad out here.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) I like being uh, unemployed. I don't know, bud. it's um, let's just hope that they don't cancel the season. Uh, you can't cancel. Absolutely,
0: man. Like, and and I wanted to mention that at the beginning. So I'm glad that you did. Like, this is by no means like a fun conversation or something that we want to have, but I think it's something we should be thinking of a little bit.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's, yeah, it, it, I don't know what that means, you know, because if we don't have the NFL season, podcasting is going to really suck for a long time. (laughs) I'm going to have to get into podcasting about something else like guitar (laughs) playing, guitar shopping, um, hunting, fishing. I, I don't know. I'm going to have to do something. Uh, JD time.
0: from Goat District told me I should uh, do a baking YouTube channel, and I was kind of like, yeah, I'm not <laughs> quite sure, my man. <laughs> That's
1: hilarious. Let's do it. I'll, you can have me on as a guest. I know nothing about baking. You can make special brownies or something.
0: Yeah, send you some.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. We can't do that. Yeah. You have to social distance the entire time, so you'll have to, you'll have to bake and – ship them to me
0: (gasps) yeah you'll have to spray them with your sanitizer
1: good god just stay (laughs) home you're gonna be that if you're gonna be that crazy about sanitizing your hands and your stuff just stay home
0: so so yeah i'm kind of saying like i want to get rid of some of my older guys for cheaper than i might normally make that move i don't know if i'm advising everybody to think like me but that's kind of where my brain's been the last couple days when i look at trades
1: being proactive, getting someone who's younger that at least that year isn't going to destroy their fantasy value for you. I, yeah, what's the problem in that? You're anticipating things going south, being proactive about the trade and moving assets that are not getting any younger um, for, for guys that are still in their prime, you know There's plenty of them. Like I don't
0: I'm going to get dirty here then. So it, uh, does somebody like Josh Rosen ever become a little bit more appealing to you now?
1: I don't know what to think of Josh Rosen. I I'm surprised he hasn't done something yet. Uh, I don't. I mean, everybody talks about him like he's done. I, I don't think, think
0: he'll that. be traded
1: in the draft. Yeah, I, I think that in the right situation, and we say this all the time, like, <laughs> you know, ambiguously, right? Oh, in the right situation, whatever right. that is. If he were to go to a team that would invest in his development, and he's been jostled around with different coaching staff. So that's never easy. Mariota, I think, was a victim of that in in part. Maybe he was never a starting quarterback, but I still have trouble believing that Jameis Winston is slightly better than Mariota. That just, I don't buy that. I, I thought Mariota was slightly better than Winston. And it hasn't worked out that way, at least not in fantasy. And they're both looking at their second teams. But my point with Mariota is that he had a different coach every year, a different Coordinator, except the guy that was the you know tight ends player or whatever, he knew him. But every year he had a different person to work with, and the offense was a little different. It's Even kinda, his weapons, yeah, they can't different weapons. They they have zero continuity to work with, and it's just it's uh, additional pressure that's insurmountable. I think. I would like to see Rosen go to, you know, something, anything that had some stability to it. Honestly, even the damn Steelers, something like that, where he just kind of waits in the wings for a bit. Uh, Mason Rudolph's not the future there, obviously. I think most people—
0: I agree with you. That
1: guy's pretty terrible, plus he's an idiot. But, um, you know, Rosen, put him in a place like that, he has some talent. Um but I, a lot of people that know more than I do about quarterbacks seem to think that guy might just be done. I don't, I don't know what to make of him. I wouldn't pay a lot, but he's, he's kind of free now, isn't he? I mean, yeah, you he's get pretty cheap. Low, you may as well roll the dice on him. He's not costly.
0: Do much. you think you could get him for uh, 2023?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I, I would assume so.
0: Would you make that move, though?
1: Would I trade a 2023 for Rosen? Yeah. It, if I thought, If I needed a quarterback and I thought there was a chance that guy became a starter... I probably would. Now, you know, I've seen what we've gotten in rookie drafts ahead of the NFL draft so far. And, you know, some nice players coming off the board in the third round. A.J. Dillon, you know, the alphabet soup tight end uh, from Missouri. Bachoki, I don't know, I forget his name. But, um, you know, we've, we've gotten guys like that in the third round. There's a lot of talent in this draft that's falling. So, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other. If you believe that Rosen can become a starting quarterback, and I'm not there yet, He's definitely worth a third, no doubt.
0: Yeah, it, it would hurt me today to to do that trade and then see Dylan get traf- drafted with the pick I gave you.
1: Right. Yeah, I like him. I think he's got a big, fast guy. I think he's got a future in the league as a starter. You know, even if it's for a few years. But a la Derrick Henry, um, I, I really feel like there is a place for a guy like him. I'm sure he's going to get drafted by an NFL team. And if they put the capital in him, if he's like a, you know say like drafted in the top four rounds his success is um not guaranteed but certainly much greater yeah and then you're sitting on rosen but do you find you hedge your bets in superflex leagues by by kind of grabbing and stashing any of these quarterbacks that are maybes like josh rosen um you know i'm struggling for other uh well one of my favorites nick mullins and i just saw in a startup draft he went i i took um case keenum the you know, backup to baker mayfield ahead of nick mullins and i thought mullins might be there for my next turn in another round and he was taken quickly after i took case keenum oh, well, wow. Mullins is a guy that could probably be a starter in the league if he had the you know, right situation right. He's to have the there are a lot of shitty quarterbacks that start um so but do you find your? my question is do you find yourself hedging your bets and getting these guys that are on the fringes on the cusp that are backups but maybe could be starters somewhere and paying paying for them a little
0: bit no no, i i absolutely do i'm with you and and i use like case keenum as an example a lot just because i don't think he's that great but i'm i'm like listen even case keenum gets to keep starting for teams like anything can happen
1: (laughs) Um, yeah he's a likable guy coaches you know apparently everybody thinks case keenum is a great person and decent at football and he's not stupid and You know, he, you know, he's put together and yeah, but as a quarterback, he's mediocre, he's average, but yeah, he can come off the bench and win a football game for you. And, you know, honestly, in the NFL, that he's a guy that can come off the bench and win you football games, um, you know, play within the game script, help your younger quarterback along a la Josh McCown. And and he's not really a, a liability and people generally like him. Coaches, you know, he's a team friendly guy, so he makes a lot of sense as a backup, a veteran backup. That's my favorite kind of backup for yeah. teams to have. Are, are these kinds of vets? Um, you know, maybe your third string guy is a developmental quarterback, but um, yeah, Case Keenum's got a place in the NFL because he can come off the bench and maybe win your football game. And there are a lot of guys that can't do that,
0: yep. No, I'm with um, you, and it, it makes you feel Case Keenum's good enough to where it makes you feel a little bit better about Haskins and Baker's good enough to where, like you said, now case Keenum is the quote unquote backup. Does that make sense? I
1: mean, yeah, it's, and it's a, you know, it's etched in stone. Yeah. That's his role. Unless Mayfield gets hurt. I mean, even if Mayfield struggles, I mean, he's, he's your quarterback and you're going to have to stick with that and get this thing going. Um, You know, case Keenum, isn't your quarterback. Doesn't, you know, are you really as the Browns interested in wins or, developing Baker Mayfield absolutely Baker Mayfield I, I want for Baker next year Mayfield or whatever. right
0: but as with the Redskins if they would have re-signed Case Keenum I might have been a little bit worried about Haskins
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I still kind of am he yeah the thing with him that I think and I brought this up on a lot of shows um people forget that he just what and it's these intangibles these sorts of things that aren't on paper um they matter Haskins was not ready for the NFL right he should have stuck around another year in college. He, he was green, raw. They knew they had to develop him. He just simply wasn't ready to play quarterback in the NFL yet. Is he accurate? Yes. Is he smart? Yeah. Um, I guess apparently he has dyslexia. Does that mean you're not smart? No. That means you have trouble reading or, you know, certain things with letters. And, you know, it can have other impacts. Can he play quarterback with that condition? Absolutely. No question. So um, I just feel like he was sold like a, a real bill of goods. It wasn't a great situation. That team sucks. It did. Yeah. It was horrible in so many ways. Right. But I did see glimpses of him turning into a successful NFL quarterback that you don't just get from any guy off the street that plays.
0: Right. He looked a little I better at the end of this season.
1: Yeah. Like I said, he's accurate. He can throw the ball long. He, You know, he can make plays. He's smart and savvy in the pocket. I think, I think he can be a starter, and he will be. Um, but they're going to have to put some stock in developing him and taking time with him. Not all guys are, you know, Gardner Minshew. I mean let's get real man. <laughs> EAD <laughs> <laughs> I actually love Gardner Minshew, man. I don't, he doesn't give he doesn't give a shit.
0: Yeah. I like Gardner Minshew. Like Everyone knows that, yeah, for sure. So yeah, dude, this has link? been a super ton of fun. I know you have some things you need to get to the next few minutes, so quick show for you guys um super heavy to be back on the mic with you still the same you got to tell them who you are where to find you all that good stuff and i'm gonna say i got some time off so we should probably do this again maybe as early as tomorrow
1: yeah i think that's in the cards this week um you have the ff breakdown i've got the off the rails we're going to be recording those shows this week um i'll tell you something i always like recording with you it's definitely always a lot of fun um, we get into it. I want to say, you know, quarterback offseason, what the hell? This has been crazy. crazy. But I'm, yeah, yeah, my name's Jeremy. Not everybody knows that because uh, I'm called the Dynasty Madman at Dynasty Madman. Um, my other podcast is uh, Dynasty Trades HQ with Shane and Mike. Check that out. Uh, we're all friends here. Give it a listen. And Shane, always a good time, man. I'll see you probably tomorrow and Friday.
0: Absolutely, man. I'm at DFF underscore swag. Follow at Super Flexible Podcast don't worry about that at superflex trades account
1: <laughs>
0: follow at FL2 drink minimum stay safe stay clean respect your elders give them space they're probably more worried than you are
1: <laughs> spray your fangs with disinfectant
0: <laughs> did you see that guy with the coffee
1: an <laughs> idiot oh my gosh. Like, really, why even bother, like John Debarry said, why even bother going through a drive-thru to get coffee if you're going to be such an
0: ass? Seriously, go buy a coffee maker. Like, what generation are you from anyway? Dude looked kind of old, like he should have a
1: coffee counter on his counter. Coffee exactly. Counter. It's so easy to make coffee, too. Just-